When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. It's so good to see you. Yeah, please sit down. I'm so glad you could join me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's been probably a long day. Maybe even a long week. And after what could be a very tiring experience, I know it must feel like it might be difficult to find some rest. Yeah. I understand. I want to make sure that you're as comfortable as possible. Yeah. So, I have prepared some things for you today. A couple of things to hopefully help you relax. Mm -hmm. So, I will start off with lighting some candles and making you a quick cup of tea for you to relax with. How does that sound? I hope you also like my warm lights. I find that this helps in some ways give you a sense of warmth and comfort. Let's go ahead and make the tea first, okay? So let me grab the options for you. Good night's sleep and it's caffeine free. 
just to ensure that you'll have a good night's sleep. several minutes for you, but I will hand it over to you to drink when you're ready, okay? Okay, so I'm gonna put these away. So, alright, so I'm just going to hand this over to you. Okay, so here you go. Sometimes I find scents can help you drift into a more comforting mindset. So I think it's important to, whether you know, have a candle or, you know, essential oils or something, uh, scents that help you feel calm and comforted, no matter what they are. Or uh, even just fresh air. Open a window, let the fresh air in, so that you can feel rejuvenated and comforted that way. 
this one is sea salt and lavender. It's a little more spa scent. little matchboxes. They're so cute. <laughs> I don't feel like people do matchboxes anymore. It used to be like, if you went to like a hotel, right, you could get like a little matchbox of the, uh, with the brand or the hotel name on it. Maybe they still do that. I'm sure they do. away. So, hopefully the candle adds some comfort as well. Even just like the flame gives a sense of warmth. So, I'll set this to the side during our session today. Hopefully everything here, the lights, the candle, help you relax tonight. Yeah. So, tonight I have prepared some items to give you a nice hand and arm massage. And then we'll do a little bit of face oil and gua sha. Like a face massage. How does that sound? And after all of that, I'm going to do a couple of card pooling, like oracle cards, and a little bit of, you know, kind of just like affirmation stuff to help you relax. So, I'm just going to go ahead and put the candle over here. Okay, so let me get the items for you. The items that I have here are a bit of exfoliation, like a little body scrub, so I'll go ahead and do that. Uh, before I do that, I will also be doing 
dry brush, just very lightly. Um, dry brushes really aid in circulation and help the skin really glow and be really smooth. Honestly, I feel such a difference when I try it. My skin feels so much softer. So it's like its own exfoliation. So, kind of a little bit of a double exfoliation, uh, but they're very gentle. And I will be very gentle on you as well. And then I'll use some uh, hand lotion to massage. And then I believe I also have some cuticle oil too that we can use. Okay. So, remove the dry brush. This is the dry brush. It's really neat. It's actually from Eco Tools. So you can put it on like that and just like. Being really gentle and what you're supposed to do is you can do it all over your body but you know going towards your heart because it aids in circulation yeah. so we'll be sure to do that okay put that on the side here okay so first I'm going to do a little bit of an exfoliation scrub mixture. So I have this rosebud and lavender scrub. It's really cute. It comes with like its own little spoon. I have one here for just its own mixing. So I'm going to remove this. So what I'm going to do is Put the scrub in this little wooden bowl here. It's really cute. I got it from this place called Goodies along with the spoon. And I also got this little vase. And Goodies is really cute. They're, I think they're in different locations, but they do products that are under $25, which is nice. And I really liked this little wooden bowl. So I thought I could do the little mixture in here for you. Okay. And I got a spoon, also by goodies. Just something so nice about using just natural feeling things. Like it just feels different, you know. It's um, a comforting thing in its own way. So let's go ahead and get the scrub out. Mm, it smells really fresh. It's like a drier, crumbly texture. So I'm going to take the spoon that it came with. Oh, like a little sand. Mixing it just a little bit. Make sure I get the natural ingredients. 
for both your arms. some water, which I put in this little vase for us, just to give it a little bit of, um, something to, like, activate it, something easier to rub it on with instead of it sort of crumbling off of you. So I'm just gonna pour a little water. All right. now it's a little gonna be easier to you know put on you let's lace this to the side okay so now that we have our exfoliant mixture before that I'm going to do the dry brush on you really briefly on the arms and usually if you do it all over your body you can go ahead and do it before the shower. That's kind of like the fastest way. Okay? Alright, so let me go ahead and see your arms. Okay, I'm just going to go up the arm. Good. Make sure that that's getting under. simple, very quick. Yeah, this is really nifty. I'm really glad I got one as well. All right, I'll put this away. Now it's like a sugar scrub. 
see it's really gentle. And I just want to make sure I get your hand. Okay. Let me get a little bit more for the other. Now you know why I told you to wear short sleeves. <laughs> okay, this one next. Yeah. Hopefully this helps you feel, you know, just a little bit more calm. I know it's been a long day, a long week. It can feel hard to take a moment comfort yourself even, so I'm happy to do this for you. Okay. Alright. Now, how about we go ahead and wash our hands, um, and then we can come back. Okay. How are you feeling? Like with computers and our phones, our hands can get a lot of tension and stress. I'll just do little drops and you can rub them in, okay? Okay. There you go. Alright, and then I'll do the other arm. Okay. There you go. Beautiful. 
are all moisturized. <laughs> Alright, um, before we get into the face massage, I have some Aquaphor Advanced Therapy Healing Ointment, if you want to use it for chapstick. Okay, here you go. You can apply it, and then I'll get started on the face massage. Today we have just a simple rosehip oil by Sky Organics. I find it really gentle on me. And it's really great for most skin types. Um, it nourishes all skin types without clogging pores and promotes hydrated, more even looking skin. Which I definitely feel like I've experienced. So what I'm going to do is just apply some oil on my hands and then use the gua sha, which looks like I'm matching. <laughs> I didn't even plan that. And we'll do a little bit of face, face massage with that. Okay. to make sure we're stretching our face muscles and really really a lot of our muscles need stretching and movement as a lot of the time that's kind of why the pain might be persistent like in your neck or your shoulders that kind of thing okay so now I'm going to do like your under eye I'm actually going to use this side. So, just kind of right underneath the eye. It's good for lymphatic drainage, which just helps kind of like depuff, but in a way it also kind of clears your sinuses too. So I feel like if you're ever like feeling stuffy, you know, it's nice to help with I do believe there's actual specific massages to help with that too. <laughs> and then I'll just do above the eyebrows, okay? Kind of like over the eyebrow. Yeah. 
eyebrows have muscles in there that definitely I feel like we should massage every now and then. So, okay. There we go. And then we'll just do right in the center of the forehead. Okay. And then I'm going to go down to the Just because I'm bringing out things that are like paper and just want to make sure we're safe. So, blow out the candle if that's okay. Alright, I'm gonna go grab my items now. So, I have here like a little wellness magazine, like a mindfulness one. And there's a section I wanted to read to you. And then afterwards, I can pull a couple cards. How does that sound? Okay. Let me go ahead and flip to the page. was because it was very relevant to what I feel like I've been going through recently where I just felt that doing nothing or just even focusing on something very leisurely like reading or watching movies um, felt unproductive in a way. It made me feel like I wasn't doing something I needed to do, that I was ignoring something important in my life. But, in fact, sometimes just doing nothing is one of the most important things you could do for your own sanity. <laughs> um, so, I wanted to read this to you. Okay, so it says, I'm bored. When was the last time you said these words? There's a chance you might think it while you're at work, 
but when was the last time you said it in your own time? As an adult, it's rare that we find ourselves facing a weekend with nothing to do, nowhere to go, no one to see, hours of idleness stretching ahead of us. There's always something we could be doing. Housework, gardening, food shopping, preparing, cooking, running errands. It's even easier to fill our time in this digital age because even when the chores are done, we can turn to social media and lose ourselves in the black hole that is the internet. That's so true. <laughs> now, wherever you are, there's no reason to be bored, be it standing in line at the post office or waiting in a cafe for a friend. Why twiddle your thumbs when you can put them to use scrolling through your social media, texting a friend, or playing games on your smartphone? Curiously, though, hopping online to alleviate the onset of boredom can actually make the problem worse. Looking for hit after hit of entertainment, approval, reassurance, from checking for likes and comments on social media to watching funny cat videos actually makes it easier for us to feel bored because we expect constant stimulation. How does this constant activity, mental or physical, affect us? Are we in a persistent state of busyness out of necessity or out of a fear of being bored? Do we worry we will look lazy if we're seen to be idle? Will the devil in actual fact make work for our idle hands? <laughs> the glorification of busy can make us feel anything else isn't good enough. Being idle has negative connotations suggesting a lack of purpose, drive, and imagination. It can make us look downright lazy, we think. Having nothing to occupy us for a long period of time isn't necessarily good for our mental state. Without diverse mental stimulation, it's possible to slip into mindlessly overeating and drinking or staring at a screen to numb the bored feeling. While being idle doesn't necessarily mean that you're lacking in purpose, persistent boredom can whittle away motivation and lead to a melancholic lethargy that gets harder to shift as time goes on. But how do we feel about being bored for a short period of time? Even if we ignore what others think of our idleness, do we worry about how we'll feel if there's nothing to occupy our brains? without anything in particular to think about. Will we then find ourselves dwelling on subjects we don't want to think about? Does being alone with our thoughts scare us a little? Research has shown that being bored can be beneficial, especially if you have an issue playing on your mind or a problem to solve. Leaving it alone and letting your mind daydream is a better tactic than trying to force a solution to appear. Psychologists have found that the areas in the brain associated with complex problem-solving become more active when we daydream. Ever wondered why you have such great ideas in the shower? I always get great ideas in the shower. 
It's because your mind is left unoccupied, so it can wander freely and by doing so, take paths and make connections it wouldn't necessarily find when concentrating on a particular issue. If you want to increase your creativity, let yourself experience idleness. In 2013, a study by the University of Central Lancashire, or Lancashire in the UK, might have butchered that, found that boredom increased creativity. That's very fascinating. Two groups of people were asked for inventive ideas for the use of polystyrene cups. Polystyrene cups. I think that's what it is. In the first part of the experiment, members of the group who were given a boring task to do beforehand were more creative in their ideas. The second stage of the study saw a separate group given a task that specifically left them open to daydreaming, and they became even more creative. So the next time you find yourself at a potential loose end, don't reach for the nearest digital device. Gaze up at the clouds or down at your feet, and just let yourself be idle. And then there's a couple ways um, it recommends how to be bored. (laughs) So it says one way is ease yourself in. You know, don't go don't go cold turkey. You can try it for like short periods of time. Um, so maybe starting with like a 15-minute period of boredom. Turn off external chatter like email, social media, computer, TV. Put away your phone. Um, so kind of put yourself in a different space than these items if possible. Um, It says if you don't feel ready to just sit and be, a gentle way to boredom is to carry out a dull and repetitive activity, something that needs little cognitive effort, like washing by hand every piece of cutlery you own, or drawing a simple shape on a piece of paper over and over, or sorting mixed up Lego pieces into stacks of color. That's really fun. That sounds like a fun activity. (laughs) For maximum boredom and to allow daydreaming, simply stare into space and stop making any effort. Don't try to empty your mind, but also don't force your brain to think of anything in particular. Go with the flow and let whatever pops into your brain have free reign. Let your mind wander wherever it pleases. I found that really fascinating because even though I opened with, you know, reading that one day and, you know, feeling like that was such a leisurely activity, even though technically that's a piece of entertainment, really, my mind is technically going to concentrate, you know, while watching a movie or while reading, I think we have become a culture where we're compounding tasks together just to become more efficient, like watching something while you're doing the dishes or scrolling your phone while you're watching a movie. And and none of that is bad inherently. Um, I think there's just something to be said about, you know, you're, you're still valuable. You're still worthy of a person if you're just not doing anything that might be considered productive. Um, I think it's also boredom, the 
this piece on boredom is this segue to meditation and kind of just letting your mind be, just focusing on the present moment. Um, I liked the suggestion of like a repetitive, simple task. And obviously, yes, the shower is a great place to have your mind sort of rain free. I think it can absolutely be helpful with creativity. But I do understand the fear of avoiding this type of thing, like boredom or meditation. I personally <laughs> experience this, where I tend to ruminate, uh, which means obsessively thinking about something over and over. Sort of like a form of overthinking. And rumination is your brain technically analyzing something over and over again to find a solution or to learn uh, to either prevent something from happening or to understand why something happened and that can be really scary because sometimes I'll ruminate on things that are hard or painful and most of us probably go through that and it's not fun to guess not be distracted um, and just kind of sit with your thoughts. So I guess there's a fine line here. There's just be, just be in the moment. Go on a walk and look at some clouds and don't worry about being a productive member of society by anyone else's terms kind of thing. You're, you're doing just fine. <laughs> but then there's also, what if you're brain can't turn off thoughts in general and you need that distraction of something and I think for me a balance between kind of like pure boredom or meditation which I feel like I'm still trying to learn and get to get comfortable with and rumination which can be detrimental and make things very joyless and hard to do things because you're constantly overthinking and causing yourself anxiety. My middle ground that I feel like I'm trying out is doing things without kind of like committing to something, right? Whether that's creating something. Um, so maybe like knitting, maybe you would want to knit or Recently, I've been wanting to like watch movies that I haven't seen before, like rent them and watch, watch them on my computer or something. And even just watching a movie these days feels like it's hard to really focus on <laughs> without also like kind of scrolling on your phone or doing the dishes while you're watching the movie, which, you know, you can compound those tasks. I don't think that's a problem, but I've recently tried to, like, book time to read for a solid length of time. Not just, like, five minutes here, five minutes there, but, like, an hour. Or watch one movie. Like, yesterday I watched a movie that I wanted to see, and I really enjoyed just the process of sitting and committing to that activity without allowing myself to compound it with other things. And I know that sounds so simple and like everyone sort of does that already, but personally for me, that's kind of
kind of my middle ground right now. But I just wanted to remind you that it's okay to do nothing. It's okay to sit and to be, to breathe. <laughs> like, it's really quite amazing that you are existing right now. Um, at least I think so. And I think it's okay to allow yourself to just breathe and exist and not try to fill every minute of your day with some activity or to-do list or distraction. Um, sometimes you need those things, obviously. <laughs> you have responsibilities or you have um, things you, that need to get done. Um, but, you know, your life is still precious and yours and I feel you deserve time to just be. So, wanted to share that. Now, I'm gonna go ahead and pick some cards out really quickly. <laughs> and then, um, and then we can go through them together. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm going to do is just pull one card from each deck. Uh, so, let's start with this one. This is the Work Your Light Oracle deck. So, let's see what we get. Are they pretty? Sort of like jumped out. So, um, I have two that fell out exactly, so I think I'll just keep them out. That's okay. We have the Knight of Wands and the Eight of Swords. Very different, just off the bat, different looking cards. Yeah, so I'll stick with both of those fell out. 
This is the Starseed Oracle. Oh, I think this one wants to make it make its moment. Wait, it's not yet time. Things are being woven. That's interesting. Okay, and then the last one. The moon. It's the Moonology Oracle deck. Okay, I think it's this one. We have a new start is coming. I think I we got this one. Long ago, maybe I feel like I've pulled that one out a lot recent times, and it's funny because I'll usually shuffle the cards a lot, so it's just interesting. I'll read from the cards that we got. So we have Don't Dim to Fit In from the Work Your Light. So, what does this one have to tell us? someone else's smallness. We are all born to shine big and bright. The universe is expanding and you are part of the universe, so expanding is a part of your nature. If someone makes you want to retract, notice and slowly back away. They are not for you and you are not for them. Better yet, find it within yourself to expand and shine your light anyway. Flowers don't open and close according to who is walking by. They open and show their beauty regardless. If others don't want to be around you or you make them uncomfortable, it's because you are shining light on the fact that they are dimming to fit in. By choosing to shine bright, you may just inspire them to turn on their light too, or not. Keep your light on anyway. All relationships are essentially an energetic agreement. The moment one person decides to start rising up and allowing their light to shine, it changes the energetic agreement and can create some waves. That's completely normal. The relationships that are meant to last will adapt to the change in energy. Others won't because they were likely born under the proviso of proviso, proviso of I love you as long as you don't shine brighter than me. That's okay. Not all people are meant to be in your life forever, but the lessons they teach us can still live on. How are you dimming your light in order to fit in? Well, that's pretty straightforward, which is nice. I really do feel like it kind of touches on that dynamic of a relationship and how that statement, I feel like so often many of us experience like, oh, I feel like I was too much for that person or I was too much for that group of people. I completely can relate in a lot of ways. Um, or, you know, some people have felt too much for me and in those ways, maybe it was a longing to be a version of something that I felt I, I could be, but I couldn't be at the same time. Yeah, I don't think uh, 
I don't think you should dim your light and I don't necessarily think shining your light means being really like I guess open at the same time you know like you can keep some cards close to you you can keep some things private from people and still be very confident and calm and happy you know you just have like that aura you know you might have known people in your life who are just they just kind of know who they are but you don't really know anything about them but you can tell they just know themselves they know what they like what they don't like they have style maybe that they you can see on the outside they they have a uniqueness that kind of just emulates just kind of a groundedness like that they don't really need to appeal to anyone but themselves um, and I think that's what, what I would take away from it is you know you don't need to be this loud obnoxious you know telling everyone what you're doing or sharing every little detail of who you are because I don't think that's quite what you would need to do um, <laughs> it's funny because this reminds me of a statement um, that you hear a lot, unfortunately, in like true crime. Her smile lit up the room. <laughs> I just that made me think of that. Um, I think you can have. I think you can light up a room. You don't necessarily need to be smiling. <laughs> in uh, my personal opinion, I would never tell someone to smile because I kind of value people with whether or not they're smiling. Yeah, I think you have a light that deserves to be shared in the way that you're comfortable sharing it. And I think that just starts within yourself and what you're willing to sort of retract or keep close because you, I don't know, I get that. You want to protect yourself from people. But sometimes in other ways, instead of protecting yourself, it's really just letting them control you a little bit. And how do you find that balance of advocating for yourself in the ways that you want to present yourself to the world and be true to who you are versus accommodating to other people, you know? And then sometimes that means those people are not the right people to be in your life, so. We have here two cards from the tarot deck, Eight of Swords, Knight of Wands. So, I'm going to find those. I'm going to start with the Knight of Wands first. The Knight of Wands is a restless spirit. The Knight of Wands is moved by passion, and his actions are bold, dramatic, and impulsive. He is a young, determined seeker, not yet aware that the truth he seeks is inside of him. He is adored by others for his loyalty and charisma, which some mistake for confidence. Though he can sometimes be overbearing, he is in need of kindness. He is a pure and faithful ally, and will help move things into action. So the meaning behind Knight of Wands is controlled action in the midst of rapid change, an adventurous spirit, impulsivity, enthusiasm, passionate persistence, fierce loyalty to friends and causes, a journey or change in residence. It's really interesting that it's like 
controlled action in the midst of rapid change. That's just such a skill that can be hard to garner. <laughs> An adventurous spirit. I kind of want to see what the other card says to kind of put the two together and see how they mean with each other, if that makes sense. So, we have Eight of Swords. So, this is Eight of Swords. Alright, so it says, Eight of Swords, Blind Fear. A woman finds herself in a truly difficult situation that she imagines to be impossible. There is a way out, but she has closed her eyes, lost in mental bondage, concerns, and regrets. The Eight of Swords reminds you that life brings obstacles and adversity, but if you open your eyes, you recognize that your worst enemy is fear. The blindfold is transparent and the words are illusory. When focus shifts to reality, it is time to acknowledge it, feel the pain, show courage, and move on. You must move on. So the meaning is mentally trapped, self-doubt, immobility, a seemingly impossible task, obliviousness to one's blindness. I previously talked about rumination, and I feel like Rumination is kind of feeling trapped in your thoughts, like you can't do anything but think about something, and it feels like it's controlling your brain in a lot of ways. Um, can kind of put your body on autopilot in a weird way. Like, you know, when you're driving your car and you're suddenly home and you, like, don't remember. You don't remember the drive at all. You don't even remember how you got because your brain was thinking about other things or occupied in some other way, but your body was on autopilot. Um, in a lot of ways, rumination and overthinking of issues or anxieties causes your body to go on autopilot and you're just kind of going throughout your day, not really being present, but just like trapped in your head. It's a very scary thing, truly. It's really difficult. Um, and it's interesting because it's like these are so opposite. <laughs> this card is saying adventurous spirit and control even when there's rapid change. And this one is about feeling trapped. And I think it's kind of like this is the medicine for the mentally trapped, you know, painful experience you might be going through is how can you tap into your adventurous, impulsive spirit to move, to make movement, to cause yourself to not be trapped anymore. Um, I hope that makes sense, but I feel like that's what I'm getting from this, and it is kind of like the anecdote in a way, too. Feeling like you're stuck and it can be scary, and sometimes it can take time. Time heals all wounds, as they say. Um, I don't know necessarily about completely being healed, but I think it can get you to a far better place sometimes. So, how can you tap into your spirit of impulsivity and enthusiasm, passion, no matter what that looks like?
we have weight. Okay. So, again, this is the weight card. And it says, In our fast, loud, reactive, comparative world where an instant response is so often expected and at times even a currency, it can feel almost impossible to take a breath, let alone give ourselves the space to rest, wait, and reset. We're so often in overdrive, expecting instantaneous results over and over again, and when guidance doesn't come at these extreme speeds, it can feel as though something's gone wrong. But often not receiving guidance is guidance in and itself. When you ask for guidance and don't receive it, it can often mean wait. It's not yet time. The details are being woven. Our challenge is to keep trusting when on the surface it appears that nothing is happening. To remember that no matter how long or bitter the winter, spring does always come. To remember that you don't need to solve all the world's problems in a single day, and that perhaps they'll be better solved with some perspective and a good night's sleep. This card is your permission to slip, to slow down, switch off, and rest. You're being reminded to have patience and to trust the mystery of life, to trust that things are being woven on your behalf. It may not be happening to the timeline you'd like, but if you gather up the patience, it will be orchestrated better than you can ever imagine. How can you slow down, be more patient, and wait? I feel like this card was pretty self-explanatory, pretty specific. <laughs> Some of them can be a little more symbolic, I feel, so. But this one, I think, was very specific, and patience is so hard. <laughs> Trust me. Um, I am the first person who wants something solved immediately. <laughs> like, I just want the problem out, out of my hair, off my to-do list. But um, some things just won't go away as quickly, and sometimes are out of our control to resolve immediately and it could take time, hours, days, years. So this is a hard card in a lot of ways. There are some things that we really desperately don't think we should wait for. Um, especially things that are like relief or, you know, you're just waiting for some something that you've been waiting for for a long time. It feels like this would be a hard thing to accept right now. Um, but I hope for you that waiting is an invitation more so to rest. Rest your mind, kind of like the, the other topics I've been talking about. Take a beat. Take a minute. but it's it's still sort of like constructed by us in a way so I think you can take a minute or find other things to occupy yourself with if you're in a waiting period um, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be taking care of yourself or taking care of the things you need to take care of just like a permission slip, if you will, <laughs> to take a minute. 
whatever the situation might be. So lastly, we have a new start is coming, the new moon. one is, I also feel a little self-explanatory, but it says here, there is a yes coming your way. This is one of the most auspicious cards in the deck. It's totally positive and suggests something new and exciting is developing. You are on target to achieve your goals. This message is that you're starting all over again in some way be that on a new or better course, or just feeling more positive about achieving your desired outcome. If you've been feeling stagnant, this card reminds you that life goes in cycles, and you're moving into a new cycle now. This is the time to wipe the, st the slate clean. If the situation you asked about has become toxic, either that will clear up now, or something totally new and fresh is on its way. A new start is on its way. You will soon start to feel more hopeful about getting what you want. Your belief that your dreams can manifest is working well. Forget about the past. I definitely think if you've been waiting for something new, much like all of us, you know, like, I bet, you know, been really looking forward to my upcoming vacation. <laughs> and I think about it, and I plan for it, and I'm excited for it. It's something new. It's something exciting. Um, but sometimes I think the things that are unexpected can be those new things we step into. And it also doesn't need to be, like, a vacation or anything. It could be you find a new, like, for me, I find a new ASMR YouTuber that I'm just, like, obsessed with. And I can watch all their videos. Or, um, finding a movie or a show, like, sometimes I really love finding a show that I want to binge watch every now and then. Or, you know, getting really into a good book, or into a creative hobby, or like a craft. Something new that, like, it just kind of pops up. Or maybe it really means, you know, you're entering a new job, or a new relationship or a new dynamic just with like your current situation and I truly do believe in like every day is a new day and I love that it feels like you can start over kind of like whenever you want really but especially a new day so I definitely think you know keeping that in mind how can you open up to the possibility of newness, something new, and something new that's positive. I definitely love familiarity. One of the things about rumination, going back to that, is the reason why our brains can overanalyze, overthink, or just focus so much on something and repeat and repeat is because in a way it's familiar and we love, our brains love familiarity. It's kind of like when you're feeling sad, you want to listen to a sad song for a while or maybe days. And it's because your brain is familiar with that feeling. And it feels safe in a way because you've, 
you're already experiencing it, you're already in it, so you're kind of like building this experience up more and more with familiar feelings of sadness, watching something sad, listening to sad music, because it makes you feel safe in a weird way. I know that sounds crazy. I think it can be really hard in those moments when you're sad or when you're anxious to allow something new to come in that's also positive and helpful. Maybe it's having a conversation with someone that you know you've been avoiding because you've just been feeling really down and you don't want to bring anyone else down and you don't want to feel overstimulated or I don't know. But then the conversation with that person ends up going really well and it really helps you feel encouraged and affirmed. Um, it wasn't something you expected. Maybe it wasn't a familiar situation, but it brought you joy in a new way, and I think if there's anything you could walk away with, it would be there's joy waiting on the other side of every moment, and even beyond the painful moments, there's something to be hopeful for, I think. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense, but... These cards were interesting or spoke to you in some way, you know, they were all sort of very different and could have connected to each other as well, so take what you will with them and what you need and, you know, ignore the rest. I know that um, it can be hard to get up some days and do your best or feel like you want to keep going, honestly, I completely understand that. And I just want to say that I appreciate your time with me. I think that you are amazing just because you're here and you have so much that someone else doesn't have. And I truly hope that you receive the care and joy and comfort you deserve, that we all deserve. And I'm so happy that I could comfort you tonight and help you relax, help you take your mind off something. And maybe help you reflect on something that feels encouraging that's really what I'm hoping for. All of this is meant to help you feel encouraged and have a bit more strength to face a new day, you know? And I hope it ends up making you feel relaxed. Hopefully. <laughs> I know I got a little deep there, so maybe you didn't, but uh, I appreciate our time together. like I said, and I hope that your evening and your rest is good, and I look forward to our next time together. Okay. And
Now I hope